0: Welcome to VR in Education.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of VR in Education where we dive deep into virtual reality for teaching and learning. Today, we have the pleasure of talking to Francois Lagunas. Francois is the Chief Technology Officer at Explain Chemistry, and he's here today to discuss their VR app, which I believe is a groundbreaking tool to help transform how we learn chemistry. Welcome to the show, Francois
0: thank you thank you for the kind words i always
1: like to start with an origin story related to what got you interested and excited about virtual reality in the first place
0: yeah um actually my first contact with vr was in 1992 with the movie Lone lawnmower man and i was 16 at the time and it made a really lasting impression on me i can remember it very clearly but actually what yeah, of course, it was a few years later that uh, VR was uh, really a thing. And yeah, I discovered uh, VR in 2016 with the HTC Vive. And what turned me really into an uh, EV VR user was uh, in 2017 and uh, 18. I passed my private pilot license. And uh, I used it a lot to... Uh, to uh, practice emergency situations and that kind of thing and to uh, to discover all around uh, Paris in Google Earth, because uh, of course you you have to to ident- identify what you see in that kind of small plane. So yeah, VR. The, my first contact was with VR was uh, mostly about uh, flight simulators and that kind of thing.
1: Nice. Similar to me, the HTC Vive was a huge selling point for me. I was in a mall with my son and he is a bit of a gamer. So he said, dad, let's try this. We've got to try this VR set that was in this mall in Canada. And I was watching him after signing all these waiver forms. And he said, dad, you got to try it. And I wasn't convinced at the time, but as soon as I put the headset on and I was fully immersed in there, I think it was the lab, which was uh, done by valve and I was on the side of Vesper Peak, and this little dog came up to me. I was just convinced as to the efficacy for teaching and learning. So I got a chance to try your app on the MetaQuest store, and I tried, I think, the first five or six sample lessons. And uh, it, it made me curious, because there's so many entry points for VR and education. Some companies, like to start by making a gamified experience. Others want to hone in on simulations like surgery and skills related to that. But your company has decided to hone in on trying to amplify and improve the ability to explain content, which I think is great. Why, what made you to start there when there are so many entry points?
0: Yeah, I think it starts with uh, with a simple explain, um Observation It's that when students learn scientific subjects, in particular, they have they just have text, uh, maybe a few images, but that's it. And I think a lot of science and maths is about creating mental images that help you to understand things. So, for me, um, creating these lessons was a way to. To test because it's it's mostly a proof of concept right now to, to test some ideas it so it was a, a way to to test how can you create a three D object simulation and that kind of thing that that will help the the teacher to uh, to convey the mental images that are probably exist in their own head but they but he isn't able to to show to his students so. That was the, the core, the core aspect of creating these lessons. And there are, all, of course, a lot of details because maybe I was a bit naive at first because I, I was thinking maybe it's the simplest way to start with. But actually, you have so many choices to, to make to, to have efficient and, and useful and on uh, not boring lessons. So you have so many choices to make that it's actually quite hard to create this content. uh, And um, yeah, another thing I wanted to test was the the bonding you can create with a a virtual character, the the teacher. Uh, I I, I took a lot of time to to create uh, animations uh, under lip sync and that kind of thing to make it as as, uh, realistic as possible. And uh, as uh, yeah, as um, agreeable too. So so there is a real bonding that is created between the, the student and the teacher. So yeah, yeah.
1: I re- I really loved the AI non-player character, and I agree with you. You guys have done an amazing job of not making her sound robotic. She's got a very natural voice and cadence to her when she explains things. And I know one of the things that you had mentioned on a post I saw on LinkedIn, or maybe somewhere else on the internet was the idea that eventually you want this character to be kind of like ChatGPT, more transactional. When I demoed it, she wasn't. But tell me more about how and why you want it to be a more transactional experience with the AI character.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're right. It's not in the in the VR app right now. Um, and uh, it's not either in the mobile version that uh, went out in uh, December. But uh, actually, I did a, a quick prototype one year ago uh, because, of course, we've. Uh, ChatGPT or the rich, weather-bound conversation and that kind of things. But right now we are we are doing it for real, and so it will be uh, this year. It will be in one of the in one version of the app. So basically, uh, when you have ChatGPT, you have a text conversation. Uh, actually, in the mobile version of ChatGPT, you can talk with uh, with ChatGPT. And so I had a lot of elements. I had uh, 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 virtual vector characters but with lip sync and that kind of thing. And I wanted to, to test if what is uh, yeah, the kind of uh, bonding you can get and uh, what kind of usefulness you get with a character like that when you, you back it with a uh, uh, machine learning, uh, also a, a chat gpt like uh, system. And, uh, yeah. So how does it work? Uh, there is still a lesson, so there is a context. So basically, it's text right now. Uh, and uh, you, uh, you you, feed the ChatGPT uh, component with this text, and you can interrupt the teacher at, the, at any point in the, in the lesson. And so ChatGPT will know exactly what kind of uh, subject it was about, uh, what was said before that. And then you enter a kind of interactive uh, conversation with the, the teacher. You can ask vocally what you want. And uh, what's interesting is, of course, the answer uh, the GPT system can give you. And I think the most interesting part of this, because everybody is used to chat GPT right now, is that um, we are trying to make uh, the chat GPT able to use what everything that is available in the the app. So if there are some molecules, some simulations, some quiz, we are Prompting the GPT to uh, add them to the raw text is is uh, saying. So, for example, if you ask him uh, something about uh, alkanes, which is a chemical family, he will be able to spawn a few molecules uh, when he's talking about methane, ethane, and that kind of thing. So it it adds a lot of uh, in, yeah of interest. To the conversation, but because he's, he's just not answering to you, but is illustrating what he's saying with pictures, uh, simulation, on that kind of thing.
1: And why chemistry? Do you have a chemistry background yourself, and therefore this was the subject matter that really was near and dear to your heart? Why chem?
0: Oh, so yeah, it's a good question because I, I don't think chemistry is a pet subject for a lot of people. Actually, when I was a student, uh, I quite liked chemistry, but it's uh, yeah, there is a real reason. It's that uh, actually chemistry is all about 3D. Um, even for small molecules, 3D is important, how they can react and what is their behavior. It is only is uh, entirely uh, related to the way the different atoms are connected together and for things for proteins for example the shape of the protein makes it do something or not and if you have an incorrect protein it can be uh, something very very bad for for the organism so that's why VR was actually a perfect environment to discover chemistry. You can see in 3D, uh, in the yeah, 3D is not 3D until you put a headset on uh, in some way, and so you can see the, the the molecule and you can manipulate it too. And there is nothing like taking an atom, trying to connect it to another one, discovering that you you can connect one, two, three atoms, but after that you can't. So you discover a lot of rules of chemistry just by playing, actually. So yeah, that's why I I started with chemistry. And of course, we will develop other subjects. There there are a lot of things to be done in physics too, and of course in maths, because everybody wants to learn maths. So even for maths, I think we can do a lot of interesting things about conveying mental image through 3D, 2D, uh, in the same way we we did for chemistry.
1: Yeah, you you partially answered one of my other questions, which is, you know, especially in the field of education, some companies start out doing three degrees of freedom experiences. So In For the listeners out there that aren't familiar with 3DOF, in a three degree of freedom VR experience, you can look around a bit, but you can't really move and you can't grab, pick up and manipulate objects like you can in a 6DOF or a 6 degree of freedom experience. Was there ever a debate amongst you and the other people in your company whether to start 3DOF and then move to 6DOF or was it always... We're going to do six stuff.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. It was a uh, it was a question. Uh, actually, yeah. Um, the experience in the app right now is almost three DOF or large part of the time. But for some things, like for example, in the lesson about water, you can go around a, um, a nice crystal, and you can see the hexagons in certain directions, of that kind of thing. So. It's a bit of mix between three DOF and six DOF. Uh, and it's an issue because, especially in Europe, we have small flats. <laughs> and so having three DOF is, is quite uh, something you, you want for game. But I think one of the interesting things that is not actually in the proof of concept that is on the store right now is that uh, we want to use uh, a special, special memory to help people remember things and you know a uh, very thing called a mental palace uh, that was used by Greeks and Romans to remo- to yeah memorize public speeches and on the, on the whatever you have to memorize and actually in the mobile version there's something like that after each lesson you have a kind of museum where you see every object that was mentioned in the in the lesson and you can visit the museum. And so for us, it's a a good way to help people uh, memorize this because they will will remember this visit of the museum corresponding to the lesson. And so for me, 6Duff is interesting for this because we live in a 6Duff world and we have a very efficient uh, spatial memory and uh, you want to use it to help people remember.
1: One of the other lessons that I tried that, Utilized this notion of sixth off was, she was explaining some of the elements, and up popped the chemist, uh, the periodic table, and I could grab some of the atoms of the elements off the periodic table to be able to hold them and manipulate them, and so I felt like that was a great sixth off experience too. Not only that, but I thought once the character is transactional she could ask me in an experience or i could ask her i don't i don't understand how like you said uh ethane's made and she could respond back to say okay i want you to grab two carbons i want you to grab uh ethane c2 times six hydrogen so c2 h6 six hydrogen she could she could ask me to put it together right
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, actually, she she asked for something like that in the in the first lesson. Especially, she asked how to uh, to create a water molecule. And uh, in the following lesson, she, she asked how you how reaction works. So you take hydrogen uh, and the oxygen, and you burn hydrogen in oxygen. So yeah, uh, that six DOF is uh, is important for that too because. You, you want to be able to grab things and uh, to build things. Uh, one of uh, the game uh, uh, I liked a lot was uh, a fantastic contraption by uh, by Google, yeah, if I remember correctly. And yeah, uh, uh, I think VR is is, uh, is incredible for that kind of thing. And actually, when we we did the mobile version of the app, it was uh, it was uh, quite an unpleasant experience to try to do something as easy to use as uh, this uh, VR grabbing of things on a mobile. Uh, That kind of experience is very hard to, to recreate.
1: And then another
0: question I had
1: being a teacher for so many years as well as an instructional designer is that currently the lessons are chunked into small little five-minute segments was that by design or was it like how did you know to to shape it at that approximate time frame
0: yeah and actually in the mobile version we went even uh, f- further and it's only three minutes each each lesson um i think um yeah when you are tackling complex subjects um it's it's hard to restrain you to a short uh, time like that. Uh, you always to uh, want to explain more things and that kind of uh, that kind of things. But actually, it's an exercise for the teacher to try to to cut uh, the knowledge in small bits and make sure that each bit is consistent and is only on one topic and. Uh, you, you, if you want to say more things, you have to, to move them in other small parts. I think there is some, yeah, it's interesting to have that kind of short, uh, segment because it's, it's more clear. It's more easy to, to remember. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it's not about copying TikTok because uh, all the, with the years, content is shorter and shorter. Uh, even if, I think there are some qualities. Uh, there are some quality videos on TikTok too, but it's about keeping the core points, and uh, yeah, um, making the the content more easy to ingest. And uh, yeah, and another aspect is to mix the this kind of lesson with activities. You don't want to talk too long and then do activities. You want to make a short lesson and then activities short lessons and and so on.
1: Right now many VR companies like yourselves are building out libraries, but this takes time compared to a company that might build a textbook or a workbook for chemistry. And so to scale up quickly to have a big enough library, you know, may not be feasible. So, because I follow the VR landscape a lot, you know, I I see you guys doing stuff, for example, in the explaining part. I know another company out of Estonia that are doing VR chemistry uh, experiences that are more gamified. So, if I'm a school and I finally get headsets, right now, the current landscape is I need a curator or someone like me to try and tell them, you know, okay, I would pick explain chemistry then I would go to Futu class and I would combine that with some of their gamified experiences. Is there a better way here? Like, tell me a bit from, from your uh, business perspective, how, how do you tackle that when it, there seems to be all these little piecemeals of content out there, which, you know, but there's no massive library that a teacher or a school division can just tap into?
0: Yeah, 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 and uh, actually, it took me some time to create uh, only uh, a handful of uh, lessons. So I, I see what you're saying here. Um, I think um, a part of the answer is to, to yeah to be able to create quickly uh, a lot of content. So you are, you want to make content creation much more scalable. And I don't think we we are doing a good job uh, usually. Um, because uh, we are not uh, taking the um, we are not taking the right method that are used in software development uh, uh, generally, and and uh, yeah, because um, yeah, reusability in terms of software, for example, is not something that uh, that is uh, a reality right now. You you can't use easily a component you have found uh, somewhere to and reuse it somewhere. So it's uh, you, very, you need a lot of discipline to make your software scalable, reusable, so you can create quickly and efficiently a lot of content. So that's the first point. The second point is that I think um, we are focusing too often on uh, creating shiny and sophisticated 3D environments. Um, I think the most important part in a learning experience—it's it's a bit like for games. It's more game mechanics than pure graphics. You can have a game that looks awful but is very interesting and very fun to to play, uh, and you can have a very nice uh, game graphically, but it will be boring to play, and you you will uh, you will uh, you will cut it quite easily. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, so, um, so I think this is a way to reduce the amount of work that has, has to be done to to create content. And finally, the AI I think is going to change everything because with things like ChatGPT, you can you can prompt uh, an AI to create a lot of content a quick draft, I would say, uh, of content, and then you can check and tweak them instead of just creating them from scratch. And I think AI will help a lot to scale the content creation. And of course, it's for text, but it's for 3D, it's for graphical aspects. So in a lot of different ways, it, it will help. Uh, and uh, Of course, when you are add uh, some um, interactive AI teacher in the mix, you can multiply the amount of uh, yeah, the, the amount of uh, of content and the the hours a student can use your content you know, almost to the infinite. Because you create instead of created content, you create database of exercise of pictures and so on, and, with uh, conversational AI, it will be able to create tons and tons of, of uh, exercise on, the, on new things in the same way.
1: And right now, you have a single player version. Are there plans in the pipeline to allow more than one individual or student into the experience so that they can be with their friend or partner to learn?
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, learning is a very social experience. It's uh, yeah, usually people uh, learn together things, and uh, of course, somebody can help somebody else. Um, so yeah, multiplayer would be interesting. Of course, it's a bit, uh, it's mo- much more complex. To create a multiplayer game and to create a single-player one, but for example, we are the AI system we are working on uh, is actually multi-user and multi-agent too. So, uh, think of it like ChatGPT, but multiplayer. So you could have an, uh, uh, one or multiple teachers at the same time talking to one or multiple students uh, in front of them. Uh, so. Yeah, that's something we are we are working on and I think it's very important because it makes learning much more uh, interesting to be with other uh, learners and uh, it makes learning much more efficient.
1: I want to circle back again to this great use case where you're not only combining the conversational piece of AI, you're also alluding to the notion that in VR, especially with chemistry, the AI agent can ask and invite the learner to grab and manipulate objects. So is it possible for them to ascertain when let's say the AI agent says, okay, I want you to build me pentane, which is a five carbon chain molecule with hydrogens coming off of it. But then there's another structural version of pentane where it's butane with a carbon coming down below as an alkyl group. Would the AI agent in your scenario or situation be able to know whether you built the pentane or the butane, which is the four carbon with the alkyl group coming from the bottom, would it be able to know whether you had one or the other?
0: Uh, actually, uh, that's an interesting part of uh, having an AI in the in the in the mix is that you create things that, uh, that were not uh, done in with the AI in uh, in, uh, in the in the mix. So, so for example, in that case, a system that checks uh, the exact molecule that was created by the student, and it's uh, part of the the VR version that is available right now. And when you, ha- you add an AI in, the, you know, in your app, you connect it to that kind of system. And the flexibility of things like ChatGPT uh, makes it possible to, to have the AI check the, the molecule or whatever things the, the student has built to, to see if it's it's okay. So it's a mix between AI and classical uh, code that, that was there before. And yeah, to some extent, it's quite easy to connect both together. And so you have the best of both worlds. You have uh, something that is uh, yeah an exercise that you correct in, uh, completely, and an AI on the other side can can say, yeah, you built something with five uh, carbon atoms, but d- do you understand that it's an isomer of the other one? So, uh, yeah. so yeah, you can have both of the world as the same sign, and that I think it's interesting, and we are just scratching the surface right now because, yeah, uh, ChatGPT is a bit more than one year old, and uh, we, everybody, everybody is discovering what can be done and what can, can't be.
1: The potential here is huge because I've talked to students, both college and university, as well as high school students. And one of the things that they talk to me about is there's sometimes this level of angst or anxiety amongst them and their real teacher who has to provide them with a summative mark on the report card. And so some of them say they'd be way more comfortable with an AI agent like this because there's no judgment. They're not judging them. If they make a mistake, that's okay. And so it really takes this emotional well-being into kind of into play because they just feel more comfortable with someone that's not marking them. So I really see the potential here, Francois, as you guys move forward with the AI agent, as well as with the manipulatives, which like you said, I think also is key to the learning experience passive learning can be dull dry boring and less sticky active learning with manipulatives can produce deeper long-term learning is there anything maybe left unsaid that you feel educators need to know about your company moving forward
0: mm. Yeah, um, maybe I can add something about yeah. Um, so we we created the company for very reason that there are technologies that are just incredible right now, um, especially for games, uh, games engines, game graphics and that kind of thing are completely incredible. And in, ex, expect for games, they are not very used. Maybe for movies a bit right now, mm-hmm. but. Every there is games on one side, on the rest of software on the other side. And when you are using game technology for education, in, in this case, there are, there are huge opportunities to create uh, new teaching environments. And uh, and it's and it done the right way. It can be even quite cost effective to to do so. So yeah, I, I, I hope and uh, that a lot of companies will. We'll take those technologies to, and we'll transform them into new teaching uh, paradigms and uh, environments. And uh, that that's why we are doing it. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we believe a lot uh, about uh, bringing all these uh, incredible tools to to uh, teaching because I think the best way to to give students. Uh, the, the sensation that is important is to give them the the best tools he, that are available. Give someone the best tool, and he, he will know that is important. Mm.
1: How can people get a hold of you or learn more about the work that you're doing?
0: Yeah, they can, um, they can follow me on LinkedIn at Laginas or on uh, on X at Madlag. Under uh, yeah, under. Don't hesitate to, uh, to uh, ping me and uh, ask, uh, ask me whatever you want about uh, what we are doing and what we will be doing in the future.
1: Awesome. And just again, I mentioned this earlier in the introduction, but listeners can also check out your app in the App Lab. So the MetaQuest App Lab has Explain Chemistry in it. So I encourage listeners to check that out as well. Francois, thank you so much for coming on the show, and I wish you and your company all the best. Like I said, I think there's a great use case here for education. Thank
0: you very much for inviting me, and it was a pleasure.